Wherever cancer is, Hancock Health will fight. In any part of you and in all corners of East Central Indiana. From Indianapolis to Greenfield to Knightstown and beyond. From hospital rooms to family rooms, we fight. With technology and medicine. With care backed by the wisdom of Mayo Clinic. For you, for your family, and for your future. We fight cancer here. HancockHealth.org slash cancer. Good morning. It is Monday, November 20th. It is five minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So we began the show talking about how Donald Trump has a 39-point lead over Ron DeSantis in his home state of Florida. That's an unbelievable number, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, Trump's got 60% of the Republican support in Florida compared to DeSantis, who is 21%. Because there was a poll a couple weeks ago that we talked about or a week ago, or whatever it was, all the days run together now for me, but um, that said something similar. And I mm-hmm. thought, man, that's got to be some sort of outlier. And I know we covered it and talked about it. I thought, man, that's got to be some sort of outlier. But this poll is showing the exact same thing as, as that poll. So, I mean, there's no way they could both be that that wrong, right? And I mean, when a poll is, that when there's that much difference, you throw the margin of error and everything else out the window because it's that's just an unsurmountable lead well in his home state in his home state now it's home state for trump too but not the same way it is when you're the governor of the Mm -hmm. state there's been something interesting going on though with ron desantis and i can't quite figure it out he was able to raise two million dollars for his presidential run in 48 hours last week yeah and i know he made a lot of appearances on some different shows and some different things and somehow it's been paying off and this is happening while trump is dominating in the polls in his own state and it's happening while nikki haley has been making inroads among some big gop donors yeah but i I think these are large donors and you're getting ready to see the push for iowa Mm -hmm. and um you know it's it's interesting there was a an article about how few maybe it was politico that had or axios it doesn't matter one of them had an article i think it was axios had the article about how few people are left in the presidential primary at least compared to previous election cycles at this stage of the game oh they're dropping out faster And, and how that really works against trump because trump needs a fractured field however i'm not sure it's gonna matter be because it's just it's such an overwhelming amount of people who are still saying they're going to vote for Donald Trump and if you're not if you are voting for Donald Trump at this point there's nothing anybody's going to say that's going to sway you I mean what 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 would come out at this point that you'd be like well that's it I've heard Changed enough my mind and I, I am it's rare that I misread the tea leaves this bad. But, you know, we talked about this when DeSantis declared, when people are like, he needs to wait. It's not going to end well for him. 2028 is his time. And we were like, screw that. He's the mm-hmm. most popular governor in America. He's a good looking dude. He's got a great wife. He's got great kids. He's, he's his state is the, is the model for the rest of the country. You know, when it's your time, you go. And boy, were we wrong because he is just not, I mean, he's just not 
been able to move the needle whatsoever. Well, do you remember when he announced his campaign and he started on that uh, Twitter live and it was kind of, we thought, oh, well, you know what? One little bobble, but, but he'll pick it up from there. And he really hasn't. But you mentioned the waiting his turn thing, yeah. right? Okay, so him and Vivek Ramaswamy and Nikki Haley, they all appeared at this presidential discussion, which was put on by the Heritage Foundation. And he answered the question about waiting his turn. Well, we're a republic. It's not about waiting your turn. You have a right as a citizen to put your name out there and to fight for the country that you believe in. And we have uh, a situation in our country where we are in jeopardy of turning over to the next generation of Americans an America less prosperous and less free than the America we inherited. And if that's the case, we'll be the first generation of Americans in the entire history of our country to do that. My wife and I have a six, five, and three-year-old at home. Uh, we're not just going to sit idly by and watch the managed decline of this country. If we have the ability to offer ourselves as the leader to be able to get things done, we will do that. Okay, so he's saying the things that you say, Rob, which is, hey, if you think you can do a good job, then do it. Run. Now, we know it takes a whole lot of money to do that. DeSantis raised about $15 million in the third quarter. He entered fourth quarter with just $5 million cash on hand compared to Nikki Haley's $9 million and Donald Trump's $36 million. So the $2 million that he raised, mostly from this really high-end photo and access reception that he had in Florida, that's going to come in handy because he's going to need all that money as he's transferring staff and all of his resources to Iowa in the hopes that he'll have a better performance there by January 15th. Yeah, he just hasn't been able to, and this is a big part of politics, is the ability to connect with regular people. And I think that this his kind of social awkwardness has been amplified by the fact that Trump is so good uh, with people and he is so good at these rallies. And I just think that everybody else gets magnified when you've got this King Kong like figure that you're up against. So one of the things that we talk about often on this show is what, what is it that Trump is going to do? What, what is it that he hasn't done that he said he was going to do and all of the faults that Trump has. And DeSantis addressed that. He talks about all the things that Trump hasn't done. So on issue after issue, I have delivered on these principles in a way, quite frankly, if you look at Donald Trump's uh, campaign in 16 and then compare his rhetoric now, he's campaigning on the things he promised to do in 2016 and didn't deliver. He said he would build a wall and have Mexico pay for it. That did not happen. We would not have 8 million people that Biden would have been able to let in if we had a wall that had been built. He said he was going to drain the swamp. The swamp is worse than ever. We have weaponized federal agencies and they are running amok. Uh, He said he was going to eliminate the national debt, uh, starting with COVID in particular. We have the worst fiscal situation this country's happened, $7.8 trillion um, on his watch. So I think we need somebody that's going to fight. And I think Donald Trump was somebody that came and said he'd fight for us. But we also need somebody that's going to win. Okay, so right now, though, they're all vying for second place behind Donald Trump. And then you've got that uh, long simmering feud between Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis. And that's probably going to come to a head on November 30th. They have that 90 minute event debate that's going to be hosted by Sean Hannity. That's coming up. Is that going to do anything? No. 
No, I mean, again, it comes back to Trump. I, I think a lot of people thought, and these politicians clearly did, they made the decision to run, that when people were given an alternative to Trump, they were going to look at everything that comes with Trump and say, as you like to say, the juice is not worth the squeeze. Mm -hmm. That whatever we got from Trump, we, we are, as a party, we are tired of the drama. We are tired of the needless gaffes, faux pas, statements that you have to defend. But what they didn't calculate, and I've just come to this conclusion, this is why I'm now at peace with the idea that Trump is going to be the nominee and we all as a country better hope he wins. I mean, that's just like it is It is what it is, right? That it's going to be the team on the field. The amount of people who believe the election was stolen in 2020. Mm -hmm. And to those people, and there is a lot of merit to election irregularities that they are upset about they believe it was stolen and somebody took it from them and nobody else is going to tell them who to vote for and they're going to go with trump again and you can't logic this with people you can't reason it with people the voting record doesn't matter with people ron DeSantis's record doesn't matter with people all the things that should work it's an emotional thing mm -hmm. And so it just simply doesn't it just simply doesn't matter. It's a fool's errand at this point. You're never going to talk. I mean, it's like there are people on Twitter who are prominent Trump surrogates, whatever, who just say just completely ridiculous stuff. And they have armies of followers who back them up on the stuff. And it's like I'm watching this going, well. You're not going to untalk those people out of it. And I think in the social media world where people can find like-minded people can find each other easier now, then um, it's just he's on, he's basically unbeatable. And barring some sort of just complete craziness in Iowa, it's going to be Trump. And so we all better just hold hands together and hope Trump can get it together and Biden's bad enough that people will vote for Trump. Okay, so DeSantis got a really good boost in Iowa after the endorsement of Kim Reynolds and a strong showing in Iowa is absolutely imperative for DeSantis or he's done. No, he has to win. Yeah. He has, he, I mean, you know, usually it's like top three out of Iowa. Mm -hmm. get, get tickets, you know, get tickets. Now, if him or Nikki Haley, if Trump wins Iowa, it's it's over. Mm -hmm. If he he being DeSantis or Nikki Haley win Iowa, then one of them gets to go go on their merry way to New Hampshire. And then that's. That's it. And that was kind of what this article was talking about. In I think, again, I think it was Axios about this shrinking field, which they speculate, well, maybe that will work in Trump's favor or against Trump and in the favor of these other candidates. But I, I don't know. I think Trump's going to win Iowa. I just think it's. Do you? I, yeah. I mean, unless you've got some sort of something showing you, wow, look at the, the governor's endorsement just doesn't matter. I just don't I just don't think people are like, well, I was for Trump, but gosh darn it. Now let me rethink Kim, that because Kim Reynolds Kim said Reynolds. she liked Ron DeSantis. Yeah. Okay, so Trump lost the 2016 Iowa caucus to Ted Cruz. He did, but there were a gajillion people running. He was not Donald Trump, and um, Trump was not as popular then as he is today in the mm -hmm. Republican Party. Now, he didn't. They got the same, and this is where it cost Cruz because Cruz was kind of where DeSantis is. They. Cruz technically won Iowa, but they got the same amount of delegates. And then Trump boat raced him in New Hampshire. And then that was, you know, that was basically the beginning of the end of it, even though it went all the way through through Indiana. OK, so I think this is where Ron DeSantis makes one of his best arguments against Donald Trump and for himself. And it's about leadership.
is you need somebody that knows how to lead. Leadership is not about entertainment. It's not about the show. It's about setting forth a vision and executing that vision when it's not easy to do in delivering results. And, and I have the ability to do that. So I compare. I was asked the other day on a radio program, well, um, pe people like you, but they also like Trump. Why you over Trump? I'm more likely to get elected. He would be a lame duck on day one. I would serve two terms as president. We need a two-term president. He would not be able to recruit enough good personnel to serve in his administration, uh, which you need. You can't do it alone. As the president, you can make the vision and make the decisions. You need a cadre of good people who are going to be there and turn the screws on this bureaucracy. Otherwise, we're never going to get it done. Um, and I am, I'll be an executive that's not distracted. I'm not going to be focused on any of my issues. Uh, you know, my wife and I will, will, will raise our kids in the White House. I can tell you with six, five, and three, the only thing they're going to be bringing back to the White House is homework, not cocaine. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Gets a dig at Biden. Okay, so the latest interactive poll out of Iowa says that Trump is sitting at 54%. DeSantis is sitting at 18%. See, so think about when people yeah. are like, well, if all these people coalesce around one candidate, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter, Casey. He's over 50%. And this yeah. is why it's like... it. He's up 36 points on the next guy. I mean, unless DeSantis has some amazing Iowa caucus organization. And again, the only thing that is going for him is Iowa is a caucus. And that is so much different than every other type of voting mm -hmm. that maybe that works in his favor. But unless he's got some rabbit that he can pull out of his hat, it's just it, it's over. It is 18 minutes after 11. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Two minutes after 11, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So New York City Mayor Eric Adams, he was pleading with some of the Big Apple's richest residents to pick up the slack for New York City agencies as they have to cut some costs due to the ballooning migrant crisis. Wait, 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 mm -hmm. wait, 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 wait. You're telling me that the mayor of New York is asking residents mm -hmm. to pick up the slack yeah. because the illegal aliens came to the sanctuary city where people, the previous people, whatever, told them they wanted mm -hmm. them to come. Yes, that's it exactly. Oh. So he made this big announcement last week about uh, major budget cuts to sanitation and to the police force and also to education because of the cost of the migrants. And then on Friday, he was asking people with a little bit extra in their bank account if they can help pay for it. Boy, help can you imagine, hey, we're taxing you. But now we want you to kick well, in a little bit extra. And we invited these people. We begged these people to come, even though we really didn't mean it. And this is what's so gross about all of this. They didn't really want illegal immigrants to come to places like New York or Chicago. They said it because it was politically opportunistic. Mm -hmm. Oh, Trump, kids in cages. He hates illegal. He hates uh, brown people. Uh, the Democrats, well, we love all of you people. And if we were in charge, this world would be a different place. So you come here. Well, once they started coming here, clearly they didn't want any part of that. Okay, since uh, unveiling the first of three rounds of 5% cuts, the New York City's budget is going to have to somehow make up billions of dollars to keep all of these services running. And, and as Margaret Thatcher once oh, said, Rob... Yes. 
The problem with socialism is eventually you run out of other people's money. I love that you pulled out a little Margaret Thatcher for us today, Casey. I did that for you. Oh, thank you. Uh, for those of you who don't know, my daughter's middle name is Thatcher for Margaret Thatcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, and that's absolutely it's absolutely right. But it's also this is a this is a created crisis based on disingenuous political speech designed to uh, manipulate people's voting trends, right? I mean, that's what this was all about. Had New York or Chicago or your favorite sanctuary city, not the mayors there or the governors of those states not flapped their gums, then the governors of these border states would not have brought them there or these mayors in some cases of these border states would not have brought them there. They were bringing them there to prove a point and the point has been proven, which is you people are full of it. You didn't care about these people. You don't want to help them. You wanted to score political points with them. And so far, only about 3,200 of the asylum seekers have filled out the proper paperwork to start earning a paycheck. And 2% of the tens of thousands of migrants are getting work permits. So they're not even interested in working. And even Cardi B is getting... Political. Oh, yeah, old Cardi B. Yeah, she was going off on Joe Biden for saying that uh, how are we funding two foreign wars while American cities like New York are in decay. Uh, she she endorsed Joe Biden in the last round. What? And she said she, she released this five-minute video yesterday, and she said in part of it that she was done endorsing people. Uh. Well, it's because she picked the wrong horse, but... Uh, Boy, Noah and Kevin, I hope you did your job because Cardi B, I don't know if you knew this. Yeah. She has a bit of a potty yeah, mouth. Yeah, she likes to swear. Yeah, she likes to swear. But uh, let's see if we can make out what she says here. And here's the truth, right? In New York, there is a $120 million budget cut. There's a $120 million budget cut in New York that is going to affect schools, public libraries, and um, the police department. Y'all know what I'm House, but like it is what it is. There's gonna be an 120 million dollar budget cut with schools, with the libraries, and the cops, and the police department, and a five million dollar budget cut in sanitation. Of a budget cut in sanitation, we're gonna be drowning with rats. We're going to be drowning in rats. So we are going to be having a budget cut on, mind you. And this is why I said, I'm not, this is why I'm telling y'all, I'm not this year. Don't ask me. I don't give a the resume that they send. I don't give a I'm not endorsing no presidents. Okay, so with people like her and then that Michael Rappaport released that video last week. He, he's he's an actor. He's been in a just a slew of famous mm-hmm. movies. You would know him if you saw him. Hardcore lefty. Yeah. But he came out and he said, I can't with Biden anymore. I'm going to vote for Trump. But she, but. These people just sound like idiots, don't they? I mean, they're like it. Like, listen to that. Just this slew of profanity. Mm-hmm. She's. I mean, she has no idea how a budget works or what what cuts mean. You know, it's. But these people are influencers. Mm-hmm. People listen to her. If you can believe that, barely. People people voted based on what this moron mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. And it's like she acts all surprised that this is how it ended up. Well, we tried to tell you, but then you get called ists and phobes and everything else. Anytime mm-hmm. you raise your hand and go, oh, that seems like a terrible idea. Well, they're changing their tune now, aren't they? Boy, they sure are. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. 
Good morning. It is 1133. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So people close to President Biden have reportedly pushed for him to replace formal shoes with more comfortable ones. They want him to wear tennis shoes. Oh. Yeah. And walk shorter distances while he's on camera. Oh. Yeah. And, you know, you've already seen that they have shortened the stairs on uh-huh. Air Force One. He's using the little steps now rather than the big ones. Uh, all of this in an effort to make him look more vibrant and younger and more mobile Like, he doesn't have mobility problems because, according to these uh, latest NBC poll, he's really uh, laying a big stinker. And (laughs) a lot of it has to do with, you think, the economy, right? But it's his age. We're not talking about, hey, we've got to tweak our position on this issue or we've got to present the president in this light on this issue. We're talking about his physical ability to move, like mm-hmm. his ability to actually human. They're trying to rig the, rig the setup so that he looks like he can human better than he actually can. <laughs> and this is the president of the United States. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you've noticed that he's been wearing uh, gym shoes or tennis shoes lately, that's because they want him to be able to walk better. Somebody asked this the other day, and I, I wonder on this now. They, you know, Trump went down to Texas and was it was the National Guard was or Border Patrol or whoever it was he was down there with, you know, that big thing down there in Texas that Abbott endorsed him. And he's serving food to the people mm-hmm. down there. You know, he's doing the Trump thing and he's just being great and all right. that. And somebody asked the question, do you think Joe Biden not not even pull that off? There's no way he could pull that off. But could Joe Biden actually feed himself at this point? Mm. Well, did you see how like, he... Like, if you ask Joe Biden, go make yourself a meal, mm-hmm. could he do that? Oh, in the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, like, something hot? Yeah. Use the stove? Yeah. Like, could, like, like, could Joe Biden, if you said, I want you to make yourself a plate of spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Mm. So we're saying you got you to gotta put boil the water the in water. the pan, turn the stove on, boil the water, attend to... The attend to the noodles while they put the noodles in, attend to the noodles while they're cooking, drain it, drain it, do, cook the sauce. Mm-hmm. Could Joe, and I'm not, I'm not being flippant or facetious when I'm asking this. I'm, I'm not, do you think he could? I think the big problem with that scenario is that he would forget that he had it on the stove and walk away. Yeah. I, I, I saw that question posed on. On Twitter the other day, I thought, that is a great question, and it's so scary that I can't answer that. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, I disagreed with a lot of Obama's policy positions. In fact, most of them. I never doubted his mental competency to be there. I didn't like a lot of George Bush's policy positions. I never doubted his mental competency to be there. I'm not sure. I'm. I think we have a president who I'm not sure could make himself a bowl of spaghetti. Did you see when he didn't? He was toasting. He had a glass of wine and he didn't take the sip. He put it up to his lips and acted like he was sipping the wine, but no. he never really did. Wow. Yeah. And I thought, is that because of some sort of medication? Yeah. Like, don't drink alcohol with this medication? I don't know. Uh, The Fox News poll has his disapproval rating of the economy at 65%, disapproval rating on inflation at 69%. Of course, today is his birthday. And did you see this the other day? I, I believe this was yesterday. He was asking a little girl how old she was. And he, yes. he asked oh my her, gosh, this is creepy. Asked her if she was 17. 
No, he was off by just a few years. Thank you, thank you. And I love your ears. I love them. They're really cool. What's your name? Catherine. Catherine, what a beautiful name. That's my mommy's name. Well, nice to see. How old are you, 17? Six. Okay, so there's a... T- there. Okay, I'm not in any way defending him. What I will say is, you know, sometimes people will joke with young mm-hmm. young kids, you know, what what are you, 21 now? I don't know if he was doing that or not. The point is, though, when the knock on you is you don't have all your mental faculties. And we talked about this numerous times where there may be times where he's trying to do this, mm-hmm. but he just sounds so old and decrepit while he's doing it mm-hmm. that when you don't, when the knock on you and what is costing you re-election is that you don't have all your mental faculties about yourself. You just can't do that anymore. Can't you got, risk it. You, you just got to get it all right and play it straight down the line and close to the vest and just get it right and go on your... I mean, he just sounds... That's my mommy's name. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just sounds so old and feeble. Well, apparently his advisors are telling him because he's facing all of these age issues that he needs to lean in even more to the Grandpa Joe persona. And I don't know if that's what he was trying to do there. I mean, he is 81 years old, but here he is again being more creepy. And by the way, I like kids better than people. I wish I could stay and watch Wonka with you, but I'm not going to get to do that. Hmm. He likes kids more than people. You know, Casey, there's... uh, (laughs) And certain people are just blessed with this and certain people are not. And that is the ability to be endearing Mm -hmm. to certain groups of the populace. Yeah. And there's a way... if You know, you get what he's... You get what he's he's saying. Like, you, you might say, you know... Oh, man, kids are way better than adults. Adults are always complaining to each other, mm-hmm. and they're always mean to each other. And, boy, they just have some really stupid ideas sometimes. But, you know, what's the worst thing you guys have to worry about? Hey, who's guest starring on Sesame Street today? Sign me up for that kid life every single day. Yeah. He's the president. He would have somebody write something out for him. It would be better. I'm just winging it up the top. There's a way you could say what he's trying to say and be endearing but there's nothing endearing about it in fact he comes off kind of creepy when, kind he, of says creepy, the, when yeah. he says those sort of things well because one minute he could be doing the whisper thing and the next minute he's yelling at you you what? never know what you're gonna get and there's just nothing about and joe biden has never been an endearing person and i've never bought into even when he had his faculties about the lovable goofball joe he's a thug and he's an idiot and he has thugged his way to the highest office in the land and i've I'm torn on this, Casey, because I have sympathy for people who deteriorate later in their life because I had a, you know, my grandmother did that and and it's horrible to watch. But this guy has spent his entire life scheming and scamming. And I, maybe this makes me a bad person, but it's like I feel like karma is catching up with him. Mm-hmm. And maybe that makes me a bad person for seeing that. And so I'm torn on I don't want to see the leader of my country go through this. I don't want to see our country subjected to someone like this being in charge. But then there's also a part of me that says the public needs to needs to see what's going on here. Well, there's the thing where you don't want to see somebody go through that, deteriorate. And this is the sort of thing we're used to watching a former president yeah. go through. You're someone, so right. Someone who's no longer in office. Right. Um, you know, someone who's aging. Yeah. Jimmy Carter. Well, and the difference is 
George Bush. You, you, you don't. You don't. But they're not the current president. You don't see. You didn't see Reagan at the end when the right. stuff. You didn't see. You don't see Jimmy Carter anymore. He's clearly, you know, obviously not doing very well, and mm-hmm. and his wife just just passed away. But you don't see them anymore. He's because we're not in office right? anymore. He's he's out front. And he's saying he's going to run yeah. again. There's no way they can let him. I don't. And I, I've played this just so many times through in my head. I don't know how they get him out. There's no way you can let him run, though. Um, so they're not going to give away the office, Casey. No, it, it's something will happen at the uh, convention. In yeah, Ch- in Chicago. I mean, there's no way they're not going to give away the office. It's so winnable for them if they run against Trump with anybody other than Trump. They're not just going to lose for some loyalty to Biden. No, I don't think they have loyalty to Biden. No, they don't have loyalty to anything other than the warped Marxist communist ideology that runs the the Democrat Party now. So that's my point is, how are they going to get him out? Yeah, uh, it, it'll happen at the convention. Either that or Hill. He, he's his, Jill Biden's got a white flag. Hey, we're done here. That's a, Step aside. That, okay, so you make an interesting point, which is the convention. Because some people are saying, he's not going to run again. What if he runs again? Mm-hmm. And then, like you said at the, the convention. The delegates say then no. The, then the delegates get to pick. Yeah. Th- then if he steps out, then you don't even let the people pick. Then it's the party insider. So they don't have to worry about a Kamala or mm-hmm. a Bernie Sanders. Right. They can pick. Yeah. I, I never even thought about that until you just said that that's, that's really interesting. Yeah, I think uh, it'll be a very interesting What convention. if he is the nominee, though? <laughs> um, I Start praying. That's what I would say. What I if, mean, honestly. What if he is a we year— We cannot do four more years what of this. What if 10 months from now we're having a presidential debate and it's him against Trump? Well, we've seen a lot of the polling that says people don't want that. People want anybody. Yeah. But that choice. Can I point out what happened to me yesterday morning? I wanted to ask you, um, did you step on a George Foreman grill? I just severely injured my leg. By your bed? No, I literally got out of bed. This was Sunday morning. I went to go feed the dog mm-hmm. and my leg like buckled under me. Like I put my foot on the ground and I go to step and my leg, I don't know if it was a Talk about aging or what. My <laughs> wife is in a dead sleep. She wakes up, is freaking out. She's like, are you okay? And I was, I can't tell her, like, yes, I'm sitting here writhing in pain. And I thought like my foot was broke or, or what, I don't know. But now my knee, it's fine if I get up and walk around, but then it's like it stiffens up. So if there are any doctors hearing right now, mm-hmm. you can advise what you think this might be. It's, it gets very stiff after I sit for like 20 minutes or more. It's very stiff and very hard to walk. It's poor circulation. You need to soak in some No, it's Epsom something with salt. my knee, Casey. It's something <laughs> with my knee, my knee. It's Kendall and Casey. It's 93 WIBC. WIBC. It is the Kendall and Casey show. Rob, have you ever thought of, I don't know, maybe finding a new career? No. I mean, you know why? I know you're almost award winning. You know why? (laughs) Why? And both of my jobs have the same criteria. Climate controlled, Mm -hmm. no heavy lifting. Oh, that's it, huh? I mean, what else am I going to do if I'm not here, Casey? <laughs> I mean, would you think of me, what like what job would you picture me having if I weren't doing this? No, I think you're absolutely suited 100% for this job. I am a hundred. So I spent the first 10 years-ish of my adult life owning businesses. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's what I did. Mm-hmm. And it is so hard now to own 
a business with yeah. all the government rules and regulations and in this economy. No way I'm doing that again. I think we all know I'm essentially incapable of working for someone. <laughs> this is it. Like I'm I'm going to end up in a ditch somewhere uh-huh. the moment they tell me my services are no longer needed. I here. don't know. Maybe you'd be really good at like research and development. Put you in a room by yourself with, <laughs> I don't know, something that you can just shut the door and, and be in there alone. I used to ponder how much I could make giving blood and plasma. <laughs> uh, and, and this is the same thing for my other job. The reason my other job works out well, one, it's golf, and I love golf. And mm-hmm. two, mm-hmm. I have awesome bosses who just leave me alone. Like right. They are just like, you do your job well, mm-hmm. go, have a nice day. Mm-hmm. And so those are the, that's the reason I'm able to do that job. I, no, I'm, I'm totally lost when it ends here. I did a radio show once with a guy, and his only criteria was just leave me alone. Just don't <laughs> talk to me. Leave me alone. I would say that uh, maybe that's not the sign of a team player. Yeah, absolutely. But the three most Google jobs in the U.S. don't require a degree. Oh, interesting. And some of them pay over $200,000. Wow. Okay, so let's see. Close to 75% of jobs in the U.S. that pay more than $35,000 a year do require a college degree. But uh, there's this list of these jobs that don't. Are you curious about what they are? Yeah, what's the top three? Real estate agent. Okay. Notary. Yeah. And travel agent. No kidding. Yes. Travel uh, agent still a thing? Yeah, I know. I was surprised by that as well because you'd think you can just go on Google or your app and do that planning on your own. I mean, I, okay, so I guess why that would be on the list. Here's my theory on that, okay? Mm-hmm. So for, for poor people like me, Yes, you would do that on your own. However, for people who live in sky rises like you, you have enough money that you could probably pay somebody to do that for you. And uh, so you know, like okay, let's say just let's just pick uh your favorite celebrity. Uh, I know you love Taylor Swift. Okay. So let's pick Taylor sure. Swift. She's not booking her own travel somewhere. No, she's got people that does exactly that do that. I mean, and let's just say you're not to the level of Taylor Swift. Let's just say you're some rich executive who's mm-hmm. making $2.3 million a year. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be nice? You're not, you don't have time to book your own travel. You're having somebody do that for you. And you're probably not concerned about how much that costs. So thus, I would guess, while there's probably an ever-shrinking market of that, the people who do that probably have upper-scale clientele mm-hmm. and thus can probably make more mm-hmm. money at that. Mm-hmm. What are the other two? Uh, the other two, well, let's see, a notary and yeah. then a real estate yeah, agent. Okay. Yeah, those all make sense. Yeah, this doesn't surprise me that much now that I've thought that through. Because there are fewer and fewer notaries, and if you do that, you probably can make a few bucks at that. The top 10% of real estate agents and notaries are earning well over $100,000 and $200,000, respectively. Here's the thing, Casey. What? And you ever think back on your life and you're like, if I had it to do over again... And I, uh, almost on a daily basis, because I chose a career in radio, say, if I had it to do over again. Uh What would you do differently? Well, I would have probably found something that involved a skill. I would have, you know, some job, whether it's a plumber or a roofer, Mm -hmm. or I would have learned at a, a mechanic, because those are jobs that you can kind of... Make infinite money if you're willing as much. It's sort of as much as you're willing to work because those jobs are always in need, right? And there aren't infinite people out there who can do the job well, right? Especially not now. A lot of people uh, shunned the trade industry, sure. and, and those are jobs that people 
are flocking back to. Here's the other thing, and I kind of got screwed on this, Casey. I'm not going to say this is my life. My life is mostly my own fault. Mm-hmm. but <laughs> Mostly. When I was a kid, yeah. upper echelon radio broadcasters could still make mm-hmm. quite a bit of money in major markets. So, like, when I was a kid, I looked at Jeff Pigeon and John Gillis mm-hmm. and Terry or Bob and Tom, and I was like, those people are doing very well for themselves. Mm-hmm. I should follow down that career path. Yeah. What I didn't realize is that all of the industry would be bought by mega corporations, and yeah. by the time I got to where I wanted to be, I achieved the thing I wanted to do, Casey. Yeah, this the is, pay is not there anymore. This is why I got screwed. Yeah. I got to the place I wanted to be, uh-huh. which is a my own show or our show, whatever, on WIBC, <laughs> and yet nobody informed me, oh, the industry is going to be totally uh, changed due to automation and mega corporations mm-hmm. buying the industry. Oh, and uh, the internet. Yes. Dividing up the I pie. I did the thing. Yeah, you I, did the thing. And I'm making $6 an hour. Unfortunately, nobody's making that sort of money in radio anymore, yeah. Rob. And I guess was, what? I was screwed. They never will again. I got totally screwed. Let me give you a wake-up call right now. That money is never coming back no, to radio. It's all if over. you're expecting it, uh, you're going to be severely disappointed. Okay, one more thing. Airlines brace for record Thanksgiving air travel. Why? Cheaper airfare than last oh. year, providing some relief. Also, uh, let's see. They're discounting lots of flights interesting so does that mean that they're not as in they have not been as in demand at the previous price point because i mean this must have been before you were here i well, guess there yeah. were a lot of issues right right but remember when they brought the flights back how much flights were going for mm-hmm. and i guess maybe that deterred there was a price point by which people just simply said i cannot travel i'll just see you next year aunt fran and uncle fred mm-hmm. but that, so we must have hit that yep. based on the fact that they are now discounting yep. flights across the country. Well, you remember there was a lot of issues last year. Remember we saw Pete Buttigieg everywhere yeah, saying right. he was going to get to the bottom that's of right, things. Well, yeah, the airlines had to discount a lot of sure. flights to try to get people to travel again. Yeah. And now the uh, Transportation Security Administration expect to, expects to screen 30 million people uh-huh. this coming weekend. This Sunday, this coming Sunday is expected to be one of the busiest days ever. 2.9 million people. Sunday. Sunday. Uh, do you ever do this because you fly occasionally i don't like to fly but i mean you i'd do, rather drive you do you do fly mm-hmm. like when you went to florida mm-hmm. over uh, your most recent vacation mm-hmm. in the bahamas because you're that wealthy you could go to not one but two places mm-hmm. on your on your trip yeah did you ever to just mess with your husband like give a wink and a nod to the tsa guy as he's going through the check going yeah, look at no it. because you know what he does he is tsa pre-approved all the time oh, of course he is and i never am <laughs> so he he drops me off and says okay i'll see you at the wait, gate wait 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 wait, wait. Time out, time out, time out. we can't end the show by just going your husband pays the extra fee for himself but not for you well he used to travel a lot for work right uh-huh. so he went and got pre-approved and all that stuff so now he he gets the TSA pre-check all the time. And he didn't do it for you? Well, he didn't. He asked me if I wanted to go, but I was busy. I didn't have the time. But wait a second. So isn't he it, went and did it. Isn't it just a fee? Don't you just pay a fee? No, you have to go get, you got to get interviewed and everything. Oh, okay. So now he's always pre-checked and he just drops me off and says, okay, see you later. Hope you make it through security. Isn't that awful? Right.
That's great. No, it's not. You know what he did one time? Jim, that's just he was he was bumped up to first class, and you know what he did? He left me back in steerage. <laughs> Don't laugh oh at that. My gosh, that's just this the is best. nothing to celebrate. That's hilarious. I the, I love your husband for many reasons, and now I've just thrown one more that's little log on the fire. Nice at all. That's hilarious. He should have declined the upgrade uh-huh. and stayed or, back with me, or he should have paid for me to be upgraded. Yeah. Um, he should have, but he didn't. No, That's he didn't. Awesome. That's awesome, Casey. No, it's not, Rob. Uh, it's not at all. All right. Uh, hey, by the way, you going to watch some Monday Night Football tonight? Probably. You got the Eagles and uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, well, we got into this with Hammer earlier. I think I'm going with the under in the ball game. I don't think I'm going to pick a winner. I think I'm just going with the total. I think I'm going to go with the under in the ball mm-hmm, game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Taylor Swift not going to be at the game. Oh, that's a shame. You know, she's dealing with some stuff. Stuff. One of her shows down in Rio de Janeiro was canceled oh. due to the scorching heat. Oh. Somebody actually died. So I think she's making Ooh, the no right good. move by not yeah. coming to the game and making a big scene. Sure. She's, she's got her own issues she needs to right. handle. Yeah, that's terrible. I yeah. didn't know that. All right. I've not kept up on my Taylor Swift the way that I should. Thank you for going out on the lowest note possible, Casey. <laughs> you got no, it. Nothing says tune in tomorrow. Like That's uh, what we do here. Not, not only is it bad enough that it was Taylor Swift, someone died at the concert. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Casey. You're welcome. Hey, thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you for listening today. We'll catch you back here tomorrow. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.